0: what's good guys i hope you guys are doing well this is episode number 35 of the run free podcast thanks for tuning in today today we're going to be talking about getting your kids into running and we're also going to be hitting on kind of like how to train for high school athletes as well talking about mileage recommendations all those kind of things that um are very common questions either with you know current high school coaches or with parents of high school athletes like myself. I have a couple kiddos uh, running cross country and track right now, so really excited for this one to uh, share a little bit about my experience coming up in the sport and how my dad supported me and then How I'm currently trying to do the same for my girls and it's just some hopefully some helpful tips for you guys who have kids and uh, if you don't have kids you know maybe you're a coach or you're working with kids um, this will also be helpful for you guys so thanks for listening in today I really hope you guys are doing well staying healthy um, taking extra good care of your bodies getting tons of sleep um, eating super clean and training is going well So, let's jump right into it, guys. Uh, So, I don't want to necessarily tell my entire story because I feel like it's been told many times over. At least, maybe it just feels that way to me because I'm the one telling it. (laughs) But, um, in short, I started running when I was 13 years old, for you guys who don't know. And I am so grateful for the wisdom that my dad had when I was first getting into the sport of running. So, quick background Growing up in Big Bear Lake, all I wanted to do was play professional baseball. That was like my dream, right? My childhood dream. I'd be out like throwing pitches against a tarp that my dad had built for me so I could practice my pitching. I'd just be out there for hours and hours throwing against that thing. So that was kind of my big dream, my big goal. So when that's what I was going after, my dad was all about helping me go after that Um, with everything inside of him as well. Like I said, he built a tart for me. He was my coach. Um, He was giving me tips. He was teaching me things. He was out practicing with me. So he's kind of there with me every step of the way as I was trying to make a go at at playing professional baseball. And I hated to run. Didn't like it at all. But my dad, he could see that I had some ability in running just from watching me run the bases and just watching me run the very little amount of running that I did do. He could tell that um, there was something there. But he was very... um, wise and that he just he didn't force me to run and i'm so so grateful because he could have killed the gift before it even was born if he would have just said all right, like I see you got potential, like you have to try this I mean this is maybe what I would have done with my kids. if I see a ton of potential now i 'm like, okay, like you don 't have to stick with it, but you have to do it for one season right like wouldn 't that be a temptation to be like man, my kid's so talented, and I think if they just like push through that initial like getting into it phase that they 'll fall in love with it, and then you know they could be like world class at this thing right It'd be really easy to want to do that with your kids, but my dad he didn 't do that he just told me he 's like. You know i know you can be a great runner but it's totally up to you it's your choice and you know basically i'm gonna support you no matter what you decide and so for a long time i was like that's great glad to know that i got some wheels that'll be helpful in baseball running the bases but i'm not interested in running at all and i really didn't enjoy it It it's just like so much pain so much suffering i'd run a couple like 5ks here and there that my dad because my dad was into running so we'd go to different races and every once in a while i'd hop in with them but most of the time i was just cheering from the sidelines and really had like i said no desire to get into running but i had this little seed plant in my mind that hey like if you if i wanted to like this could be something that i'm good at so then fast forward to eighth grade uh, basketball season, middle of winter, heading down to a basketball game in which I wasn't going to be playing at all because I was five foot tall, 100 pounds. And I also think about this, like my parents watching me come up playing baseball, playing basketball, playing football, and seeing me be five foot tall and 100 pounds in eighth grade and just watching watching me just trying so hard and just not being very good at these sports must have been very difficult for them. I think about the amount of self-restraint it must have taken for my dad to not be like, why don't you just stop playing baseball and start running? You'll actually be good at what you're doing, <laughs> and you'll actually like get something for all this hard work you're putting into it. And uh, but you know he didn't do that. He was just he was just there, coaching me, helping me, playing with me, um, just kind of letting me drive the ship, so to say so anyway, I was heading down to a basketball game and that's the first time that kind of the vision bit me to try and run around the lake in my hometown and looking back on it and see it as like god like kind of planting a little seed of de- desire inside me to try and run around the lake it was a 15 mile run around the lake and again this is something that really strikes me about something my dad did really well with me coming up is when i went home and i told him what i wanted to do instead of him being like all right like like for me for a being a dad and being a runner myself and having the experiences i've had i would never ever tell a kid to run 15 miles for their first formal training run as an introduction to running like that would just be in my mind that's suicide right like Like that kid is gonna blow up they're gonna have a terrible time a terrible first experience with running and then they're never gonna want to run again like that's that's how i would think about that if i was if my kid came to me saying they want to do that but again my dad didn't do that because he knew and this would be great to actually talk to him about but i know that he knew the desire had to come from within me and so rather than you know putting water on my fire that had been just just started to ignite just started to burn for running instead of just like squelching it right off the bat he fed it He was like all right that's what you want to do like let's go do it and so next saturday morning my dad and i laced up our shoes me and my basketball shoes him and his running shoes and we went on that very slow very painful run around the lake took forever had to stop a whole bunch of times i don't even know how long we're out there but it was hours and hours and that was my spark that's what got me going in this sport that's what changed the whole trajectory of my life was that moment and looking back at now i'm just amazed at how that could have been such a different experience based on my dad's reaction to my heart's desire you know if he hadn't decided to let me drive the ship from within myself if you want to let my desires come out and partnered with those desires it would have been gone even before it started so I think that's kind of my biggest tip for you guys is if you're you see potential in your kids or you think running could be good for them I would just really encourage you like number one find a way to make it fun for them so whether that's like chasing a ball playing ultimate frisbee, doing it with friends, doing it in beautiful places, signing up for races. like Find a way to make it fun because it has to be fun if they're going to stay in the sport and if they're going to get into it. And that takes some creativity, which I'm going to talk about. I'm getting in front of myself a little bit here, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. But the biggest thing, I think, is following your kid's desire. So even if, and I'm talking to myself here because, I see this in my kids I see a ton of potential and I just have this massive like I have to hold my tongue all the time so i want to be like you could be so good at this if you actually tried or wanted to or you know but I just have to fight that desire like all the time to remember luckily I had a really good example and my dad who did a really fabulous job with me so I have to fall back on that all the time and just be like okay like it's got to come from them it's got to come from them it's got to come from them So that is probably my biggest tip for you in this podcast is like, let your kids desire drive where they're going, not, not what you see, not their, even, not even their potential, not even their talents, like let their, their will, what they really are burning to do, let that drive them and trust. And I put my trust in God for this, but trust that they will find what they're created to do. They will find their talent. They will find their passion. And it might take a lot of um, heartbreak along the way. Like for myself, I had a lot of heartbreak when it came to trying to make my, my baseball career go because I just wasn't very good because I wasn't built for it. I didn't have the tools I needed. And it didn't matter how many hours a day I was out spending throwing a, a baseball against a tarp. Like I was never going to play in the NFL. I mean, the NFL, of course, <laughs> I wasn't going to play in the NFL either, but I wasn't going to play Major League Baseball either. So it, it you got to kind of let them figure it out the hard way sometimes. Be Let them pour themselves into the wrong thing the thing that they're not talented at, but they really want to be good at this thing. And you got to just kind of like, you know, encourage them along the way, let them go down that road and find that it's a dead end. And, and I always, you know, now as a dad, like, I, I don't know the future too, right? Like you think you see your kids perfectly and you can recognize all of their abilities perfectly. And you, you know, exactly what they're talented at, but I don't know, as a dad now, I'm just like, it's not that straightforward. Like I very well could be misreading my kid there, and sometimes they start going down a direction that we don't think is going to be the right direction, and it opens up and blossoms into this beautiful thing, right, and and it turns out like they are like created to do this thing. So I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind right now as a dad that, hey, I could be wrong about this, and that maybe I don't even know my kid's best talent and gift and what they are created to do. So that was a little bit um, about my experience, and what my dad did well with me, and kind of moving on with the story. So, you know, after I ran around the lake, I got into running, and then again, my dad—he was. I remember we were out doing runs together. He'd be writing my training, and he was very wise in his approach um, to coaching me, in that he was holding the reins. And so that's my second tip for you guys. For If you guys have kids who have gotten into the sport and are super into it, and so remember, I was 13 at this time, so I'm going to talk a little bit about like what age is it appropriate to start really cranking on training here later on in the podcast, but... At 13, I think you can kind of get going a little bit. So my dad, he wrote my training and he wrote it really, he's really smart about it. He didn't start me off at 100 miles a week. You know, we started really, really small with really light, really easy workouts. And it was just gradual building, gradual building. And I remember I'd always go to my dad and be like, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. And he was constantly being like, okay, that's great. But we have to be patient. And he'd listen to me and at times like give me more work. Uh, but he was really containing the fire really really well which was super important because if I had just gotten to train how hard I wanted to train as a 13 year older, I probably would have just started training like super high volume running a ton and I probably would have got hurt and burned out and nothing good would have ever came from my running career. So super important too that we contain our kids fire and we help them channel it in a healthy way, which I'm going to get into as we get further on into this podcast. So a couple of things that I mentioned that once you want to drive home, remember the drive has to come from them keep it fun all right so let's talk about that a little bit ways to keep running fun and this can be really tricky because as i've said on this podcast before running is like a secret club to some extent right it's like it's the least amount of fun when you're first getting into the sport so unlike some other sports like snowboarding where yeah you spend the first day like on your butt all day and it's not super fun that first day but then after that you kind of get the hang of it and you're like loving it right like pretty much right off the bat running is not that way it's usually not fun for at least a month maybe two months it all depends on what kind of shape your kid is coming into the sport and if your kid is you know really really out of shape It's. it might be six months it might be a year before they go for a run and be like oh that actually felt really good you know with that said you can encourage them to find always find ways to enjoy themselves on the run like look at the beautiful nature enjoy your music like doesn't it feel good that sense of accomplishment that you have when you finish your run so you can kind of get creative in how they can find enjoyment from the running but the actual sensation of like this actually just feels amazing to be running that sensation might not happen for a little bit with running so we gotta get really creative in how we're able to keep it fun and so my first tip is like games uh so like one thing i did with you know this is important too with high school cross country i i coached high school cross country for one year in california in redding i was the u prep cross country coach still a big fan of u prep go guys um but i remember it, it it wasn't always all fun you know i had them doing hill reps like to failure when it was 110 degrees outside and none of them complained they're like amazing kids right so we were doing stuff like that that wasn't a whole lot of fun probably but you know we were joking around and talking to each other and we'd hop in a cold river afterwards and we we're trying to find ways to just like enjoy each other's company right so it was like that kind of fun but then i remember one time i was like all right like i just feel like we just really need to do something fun so i had i had them all set up telling them i got a super hard workout coming on friday and i think i was gonna be like out of town or something but i was like this can be really really hard like like bring everything you got to practice like like this is the day like where like we push it to the max right so i had them all nervous and then i I told the team captains who were doing the work i was like hey just uh bring out a couple ultimate frisbees and play ultimate frisbee for like an hour or something you know and that was the workout so obviously like games are a great way to keep things fun i remember when i was in high school i can't believe we did this back in the day um so big Bear high school my dad was the coach and he's retired now, so I can say this he's not going to get fired for doing this. But we would, we'd we get on a football field, the grass football field, right? And there's our cross-country team is pretty small. It's probably like 20 guys or something, right? Maybe less than that even. So we'd all grab a golf club, and none of us play golf at all. And uh, we'd, we'd put like little holes underneath like a golf hole, you know, uh, to hit the ball into. We'd put it underneath the football uprights, right? One on each side of the field, so 120 meters apart or whatever. And then we'd be playing speed golf. So we'd be hitting the ball and then running back and forth. But the thing is, like, once you, we're going different speeds and it's taking some people a lot longer than others. So it's like crossfire. It's like, like a war zone out there, right? Like there's golf balls flying everywhere and like you're not really paying attention to what everyone else is doing. All of a sudden, golf balls like whizzing right by your head. And, uh, you know, thanks to God, no one got, crushed in the head by a golf ball and all those years but we, we played that all the time and that was that was like a fun memory and a way to keep things kind of light and fun another thing i remember my dad would have us do in uh, cross country is a cross country and track we would do some pool running so sometimes for our easy days we would go into a, a local um, hotel they would let us in and we'd use the pool and we'd just run around in circles in the pool sit in the hot tub afterwards and that was just like a really fun just messing around experience so there are like a lot of ways you can get creative with the running keep it fun keep it fresh going to new places running on single track trails running with different people different groups like there's a lot of different ways you can mix it up keeping the workouts fresh and fun and new not just repeating the same workouts week after week after week all ways that we can kind of keep running really fun for our kids so if your kids are into running And this is, I think, true for kids who are just getting into the sport. So say like, like I have a 12 year old daughter and like she just was out doing P.E. or whatever, you know, because everyone's home for the rest of the school year so she was out with sarah's doing some uh, wicket drills they're like these little hurdles and so jasmine's out there and lily's out there um and they're running over wickets you know doing these wicket drills and they're doing speed ladder and then we are playing soccer after that so these are all ways to kind of like sneakily work on speed and i think soccer to be honest like it, I, if i could just have my kids play soccer i think that's That'd be a huge recommendation I'd make. Like, if your kids are into soccer, just keep them in soccer as long as you can. It's such a sneaky way to do intervals. Like, I was just playing with my kids before recording this podcast, and we just we have a tennis court at our house, and we so we just play short ways on our tennis court with two different goals. So like, really small field, you know. But I am like breathing like a truck, which doesn't say a whole lot about my cardio right now. I've only run once this year, so I'm not in the best supreme cardio shape I've ever been in in my life. But I'm like breathing super hard, and Sarah is too, and she's in good shape, right? And like, we're all like, we're working, right? And we're playing on this tiny little soccer field, and it's like doing intervals. And, And what I love about soccer is you're working on that first quick, like three steps, right? Where you're just exploding out of the blocks kind of a thing. And I think that's that quickness is really hard to develop the older you get. I think it's really, really important. It doesn't even matter if you're going to be a runner or do a different sport. Having that basic quickness oh man, that's just a tool that will help you in so many different sports, right? And even as you age, I was talking about that with John Ball recently down in Tempe. He was talking about how um, effective it is for people as they age to play games like ping pong and foosball and things where they have to use reflexes and how healthy that is neurologically for the body as you age. And that keeps you like processing really well and mentally processing well. So um, working on that quickness, is i think the most important thing you can do with your kids at a young age whether it's when they're five years old six years old and of course you're not doing like formal training when they're five years old right but like playing games like soccer playing any kind of uh, ultimate frisbee any kind of game where it's just like an explosion of speed is going to be super super helpful um, for your kids long-term development in running whether they choose to be a hundred meter sprinter or an ultra marathoner like everything comes back to our foot speed and you know, as distance runners, we pride ourselves on going long, our endurance, our threshold strength, but really like the limiting factor for most people in terms of their top end performance is their foot speed. So we wanna really develop that when you're young, cause it's one of those things that you can change it. I think mainly you can change it through weight training, um, but it becomes more and more difficult as you age, as you get older. So you know, on that note, if you have a high school kid, I would really encourage you, even if you know like hey like like the the endurance stuff just comes really natural to him, like for me, you know I could go do ten mile thresholds when I was a senior in high school, I did ten mile thresholds at five minute pace, and so obviously those came super nat super super easy for me right like I didn't have to train for a long time to be able to do that that was after four years of formal training I could run 10 miles at five minute pace but my speed was my weakness I wasn't very good at it. and so we were working on that but that's why like I was focused on the mile when I was in high school and when I went to college I knew how important my speed was gonna be so I focused on the 800 as a freshman so here I am like a retired marathon runner and I look back and see the kind of training I was doing and and i'm so grateful that i was trying to develop my foot speed so if you have a kid and you're like man they can like run half marathons with me right now and they're 10 years old or whatever like that's great but if you're really like wanting to the to see how good they can get it running you need to work on their foot speed you need to see how fast they can get for 200 meters for 400 meters and i promise you it will pay off in the long run and that long endurance, that will always be there. That will be there for years and years. That can be developed until you're 40 years old. Look at guys like Kipchoge and Obdi and so many others who have run super well at the marathon distance into their 40s. Like That is not a problem. But the speed is what goes, right? So you really want to work on speed, speed, speed for kids from the time they're 5, 6 years old all the way up until they're through high school and even on into college. So... Um, really go in on the speed hard. Um, I think another thing that's important for kids is just to keep it social, you know? Like if they have another friend who likes to run, that can be so helpful for getting them into the sport and having them have a positive experience in the sport, um, being a part of a club, a team. Um, you know, as I look back at my career as a pro runner, like the, the memories that are the most precious to me are the, the experiences I had with people, you know, not so much the performances, although the, there were some good ones in there, but like what I really remember was being a part of teams that I was on and the experiences I had on those teams. And so, Remembering that if you really want your kids to love running, finding a social way to do that is super, super important. Um, and then the next thing I want to talk about is not to get too serious with your kids at a young age as they're getting into the sport of running, but do think about, like, and maybe have a conversation with them in a lighthearted way about, like, what are their goals with their running? Because I realize, like, not everyone's kid is necessarily going to want to try and be the best runner in the world or even be like the best runner they can possibly be not every kid is like i am burning to see how good i can get at this sport like some people just want to run and they want to have fun and they want to enjoy it they want to be a part of a team maybe they want to run collegiately but it's not like they're all-consuming desire to see what they can get out of themselves in this sport so really important to know that as a parent because then you can kind of relax like even like just talking about how important speed is well yeah it's super important but if your kid's goal is not necessarily to be a world beater runner and they really love to run half marathon trail races with you then like go let them run some half marathon trail races with you like that's like if their goal is to just just enjoy as much as possible, then like let them have fun, you know. So you can kind of relax a little bit on the performance on the training end of things, and just like really just have the goal just be enjoyment and fun. So knowing what your kids' goals are really helps as you try and guide them in their training. Um, I think another thing too, when I, I was talking a little bit about um, needing to. Let the drive come from the kid. I think something that can be another way to keep training really fun is to have your kids sometimes direct their own training. So even if they have a coach or maybe you're coaching them, you're writing them training, is to let the training sometimes come from them so being like well what what do you guys want to do today what kind of workouts are you craving like give them some ownership in their training so they're not just like a robot following directions all the time but they're actually like engaging in the training they're actually aware of like what do i what would be really fun for me to do right now in training and then they get to go do these workouts that are really fun and if if you're having fun in your training and this goes this is across the board for for kids and then also for us too um as adults if we're having fun like we're going to get so much more out of our training it's so so important that we enjoy our running we enjoy our training because we are going to go harder we're going to we're going to be more diligent and then we're going to be more consistent with our training too because we're actually enjoying it and also too isn't that the point of all this anyways To some extent, isn't it the point to just have fun and to enjoy the experience? And it's okay to have goals and performances and things you want to achieve and to see how good you want to get. I'm all about that, but I always fall back on this belief that, hey, like the end of the day, like this is supposed to be really, really fun. So let's talk a little bit about what kind of age is it appropriate to get into running. So, you know, I have kids now. Um, I said my daughter Jasmine's 12 and she's running she ran cross country at her middle school and she wanted me to like write training for her over the summertime and I was kind of like yeah we'll see like when you get there if you actually want to train or not but we had done like zero formal training you know so she goes and when it's cross country season she trains with her team and, and they, she has a great time with them they have a good program and and they they go and they she races well off of that. But then when the season's over, she's kind of done running, you know. And I think that's a pretty healthy approach. Like our goal for our kids, just to keep them active um, and to keep it fun. So it's every day we tell them, like, especially now, like with the quarantine situation, we're like, you need to do something physical every day and you get to choose what it is so sometimes we're hitting my boxing bag sometimes we're lifting weights sometimes we're playing soccer sometimes we're building a fort out in the forest sometimes we're going on hikes but our whole goal with our kids and our approach is just like whatever they want to do as long as they're being active for 30 to 60 minutes a day like we're totally good with it like let them choose what they want to do so Um, and then with our oldest two who are in high school obviously they're into more kind of formal training and I'm writing their trainings uh, as they're out of school when they're in school they're with Flagstaff High School and Trina Painter is doing a great job coaching them but I kind of fill in the gaps when they're in the off season so I've been writing their training uh, and obviously they're training pretty hard and going at it pretty hard but like even now the next workout we're going to do like the whole goal is we're going to work on turnover a little bit but I just want it to be fun and so I'm going to be having this conversation that I'm having with you guys with them being like, guys, like, I think it'd be good to work on a little bit of sprinting, a little bit of speed. Like, what do you guys feel like doing? What sounds fun to you? So um every once in a while, and that's not every single workout I'm doing that, but every once in a while I like to just put the ball in their court a little bit and let them just kind of have fun with their workout. And then we're doing some time trials along the way, um, trying to keep them in the same kind of rhythm. For them, their weakness is speed, and so we're working really, really hard on their 800 speed, their mile speed. We're going to do a little bit of time trial um, at the end of the spring when they would typically be running state, or actually a couple weeks later than that, and then we'll take a break and start training for cross country so obviously how you train a kid who's in middle school versus how you train a kid who's in high school is very very different but the it just needs to be very incremental and i think in my opinion if you if you nailed me down you're like okay just ballpark it for me when when is it okay for a kid to start following a training program i don't think a kid should start following a training program until until they're 12 13 years old and only only if it's coming from them and they're just burning and they're like please, like, will you give me a training plan or will you get me with a coach who can train me or can I join? And and that, there's a difference between, like, I'm talking about, like, year-round, training hard, like, really going after it kind of training plan. I'm not talking about, like, joining local running clubs who train seasonally. Like, that stuff's great. Like, you can do that at much younger ages than 12, 13 years old. Um, but I just think you don't want to be too focused and dialed in until – that kind of 12 13 um, year range i think is a good good place to start and that's also you know with sarah that's when she started running when she was 13 years old she played soccer a ton before that so um that also worked for her as it did for me so just keeping it fun until that age and then again if they're just burning then, then you can get them going kind of at that age. So let's talk about like weights. I think weightlifting is super, super important. So Jasmine, uh, I was doing biceps the other day. So I just do like an hour straight of biceps. So I do like 40 sets. Cause I take pretty short rest between my sets. And uh, Jasmine, I bribed her with my Skittles that I have in my gym. And uh, I was like, all right, if you do the whole workout with me, I'll give you 200 calories of Skittles. So. Um, that was enough to get her in for a whole hour bicep workout biceps owning workout with me um and it kind of reminded me of a lot of the kind of i don't know if you want to say stigma but with with kids and lifting weights you know and how it can be a bad thing but i was was like i think there's a really healthy thing to do The thing is is it again is it coming from them so when i'm bribing her no it's not coming from her so minus one for me um but i think a lot of it too is just like obviously not moving super heavy weights and then and then the other thing is making sure their form is correct so like for example jasmine sometimes she'll see sarah squatting or me squatting and so she'll want to throw some weight on her back and try it or the hex bar deadlift and you know we just we're doing that kind of stuff all the time so they get curious to try it and so we'll let them try it and i see how they're moving and their form their knees like i can tell are just not ready to handle any kind of weight right now and and their form is just terrible right so really important i think for kids you don't just be like all right yeah just go into the gym just do whatever you want for an hour like that I think it that's when it's dangerous when kids can really hurt themselves when they're performing lifts in the wrong kind of way. But I was thinking about Jasmine as she's yanking around little like five pound dumbbells doing curls for an hour. Like she's not gonna hurt herself doing that, right? And she's not gonna do any damage to her body doing that. So there's certain lifting you can do that I think is not a problem for kids. But I think they're really effective running lifts, things like I think if so okay, if you pin me down and you're like what kind of lifting should my 12 13 year old kid be doing that would be healthy for them at that point i'd say this um, plyometrics i think are really really probably the best thing you can do for your kids and you'd want to either look at some really good youtube videos on how to do those plyometrics or better yet work with Someone who knows a lot about plyometrics, but doing things like box jumps, um, even just like basic things. Like I love just getting a little six inch box and just having my kids step on and off it as quickly as they can for 30 seconds. And if you guys try this, like it's really like I am like burning at 30 seconds into it. It's super hard and way more challenging than you'd think. So things like that, just really basic plyometrics, speed ladder, um, doing things over hurdles, the little hurdle hops. Um, double leg bounds, single leg bounds. You gotta be a little bit careful with those, make sure they're doing those correctly. Um, but just anything that's really working on quickness on and off the ground is gonna be great for kids. Uh, step ups is a big one that I like for kids. Again, you gotta watch your form, make sure their knees. I think the biggest problem with kids is their knees tend to collapse in. And so you gotta really watch that because they can definitely hurt themselves doing that. And you just don't wanna train bad movement patterns more than anything so i would stick to plyometrics until um, they're mature enough to or have learned the technique of say half squatting or hex bar deadlift i think would be two really good lifts that kids could do once they are more dialed in with their strength training but it'd be best if they worked with a strength coach who knows what they're doing and could make sure they're moving properly for that Um, but i think yeah, I don't think we need to be afraid of lifting for kids who are you know, 12, 13 years old and, and get, again, kind of getting them into it with plyometrics and then just gradually introducing them into kind of more formal weight training. I think can be really effective um, for kids as they're coming up and kind of establishing their strength, establishing their foot speed. Um, weights are going to be a big way and also hill sprints. If you don't want to get into weights, just doing hill sprints is like a sneaky way to do something very similar to um, weights. You could even have them do sled poles um that's something that I haven't personally played with, but I've been really curious about myself. I've seen a lot of sprinters do that. You can also do things with uh uh what's it called parachute poles um again, like just look up like sprint training basically is kind of how you want to train your kids as they're getting into this sport. Um, All right, so I know this has been a little bit kind of all over the place, but hopefully hopefully you're getting some good little nuggets in here. Let's talk a little bit about mileage for high schoolers. This is kind of a hot topic that is a difficult one to address because everyone is so individual and different, right? But I think if we follow a basic principle of just gradually building and then finding the appropriate level for each individual i think that's going to be the gold standard we kind of want to go by so like for me when i was in high school getting into the sport obviously started really really low volume i don't even remember what i was those first like say month or two of training but i'm sure it was probably like you know 10 miles the first week well my first run was 15 miles so it's more than that but just you know really really small and then i remember kind of the highest I got in my freshman year was right around 40 miles a week and the highest I got my sophomore year was right around like 60 miles a week so it's kinda of my highest was always going up by about 20 miles so I did get up to like 80 miles my junior year and then I did get up to 100 mile weeks my senior year but it wasn't like every single week was 100 miles it was like that was the highest I ever got to and most weeks were much much lower than that and then also I was super blessed in high school where my dad was the coach he was my coach but he also taught at the school and was able to create a first period running physical education class there's <laughs> basically like for me and the other kids in cross country i mean it was open to everyone but it ended up just being all of us cross country kids and so we'd go there and our first period of the day was going out for a 30 minute run so we had the opportunity to double without losing sleep in high school which was a huge huge blessing so we could run a lot more volume than kids who didn't have that same kind of opportunity so and i was responding well to that volume too Uh, my workouts were getting better my races were getting better every year i was seeing progression uh, in my workout time so i think that is kind of what you got to look to because there is no magic number for any uh, group of people so for 1600 meter runners in high school they shouldn't all be doing 80 miles a week like some guys are going to thrive doing 80 miles a week some guys are going to thrive doing 30 miles a week or even less so it's such an individual thing and it's really got to come back to how does the kid feel doing more volume so like with my girls right now for example they tend to not feel as good doing lower volume or at least this is taking me quite a while to figure out on for them because we are just slowly building with them and so i'm still figuring out what works for for my girls and you know, my oldest daughter is a senior um, in high school, going to GCU next year, and I'm still figuring out, you know, what works for her. But it's seeming to me that the more she runs, the better she feels, the better her workouts are. And so I've been having her run more than usual in the last, you know, month since since getting out of school, and she's starting to feel better and better, and her workouts are getting better and better. So that's really what we're looking for. You know, if I would add to her volume, and then we see the quality of her workout start to go down then i would pull back the volume so volume is really something that you should not be getting one number and getting fixated on it and trying to hit it during the week you should be trying to hit that perfect volume for you where you feel the best at that volume and then you also the thing that's tricky about kids in particular is their body is also changing right and they're growing and every year of training is building on it so what worked for them when they're freshmen isn't necessarily going to work for them when they're sophomores and when they're juniors and when they're seniors so they're constantly changing as well so you have to realize that Even if you found a number that worked for you with your volume, say when you were a sophomore and you're like, I felt really great at 40 miles a week, like that's great and that's a good place to kind of start at, but then let's let's experiment with running a little bit more than that and see what happens and let's try running a little bit less than that and see what happens. So we're always just kind of playing with that and we're letting our body lead and guide our volume. But I don't want kids to be afraid of running a lot. So both for Sarah and myself, um, you know, like I said, I ran, I had some 100 mile weeks when I was in high school. And there's a lot of people now who would be like, no one should ever run 100 miles when they're in high school. But there's people who are having really good experiences doing that. So I think if you are letting your body guide you and you're feeling better and better the more you're running, I don't think you have to be afraid of running big mileage weeks for high school kids. I don't think that's a problem. I do think the more you're running, the better you got to be taking care of your body though. If you're running hundred mile weeks and your kids are training super hard they better be eating really well eating really healthy eating enough fuel they better be sleeping a ton prioritizing sleep and incorporating rest into their training like doing all those little things right become more and more important with the more amount of volume that you're doing otherwise sometimes you break down not because you're running high volume but because your your rest your nutrition your um Your sleep, your nutrition is not matching the amount of training that you're doing. So with increasing volume, you better be ready to increase the amount of sleep that you're doing and better be willing to do a better and better job with your nutrition. So I know that was kind of vague when it comes to mileage for high schoolers, but really like if I gave you a number, I'd be doing you a really big disservice. So play with your mileage and... Let's talk about, just for a second, and then I think we'll be done after this, Um, how much should you increase from week to week? So I think 10%, you should never increase more than 10% from week to week. And even 10% is pretty aggressive. I'd say somewhere in that 5% to 10%. So if you ran 100 miles last week, you shouldn't run more than 110 miles the following week, right? Um, I think that's a pretty good, just kind of ballpark, um, number to start with in terms of how much to increase, and then also too, like we've talked about in this podcast before, I think training for kids very similar to training for adults where you don't just go up 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 up, and then never come up for air and take it down week. so I think it's really important to cycle your volume and maybe build for three weeks, come back down for a week, and then start building again and I think that is kind of the best way to go about cycling your volume for kids is that kind of three weeks up one week down three weeks up one week down and then obviously as you get towards the tail end of the season you need to drop your volume um, down to kind of your taper amount which is not a huge Decrease in volume necessarily, like right around 60% of your highest mileage week is kind of where most people find their sweet spot to be when they taper. Again, this is something you want to play with, and not just for kids, but for adults as well is like, what volume do I feel the best at when I'm tapering? Because a lot of people, they feel way better tapering at a much higher volume than a lower volume. So again, something you have to play with. So if you're running 100 mile weeks, then you want to try tapering at 60 mile weeks and see how you feel off that and then just adjust accordingly. Um, But again, guys, main principles, let it come from them. I cannot emphasize that enough. So grateful that my dad let it come from me because There's so many hard times throughout my career. If I was doing it because my dad forced me to do it, I would have never made it through the many, many hard times I had to make it through in order to see how good I could get in this sport. So make sure it comes from them. Make sure they're having fun. They're enjoying themselves, and they will have a positive experience with running. All right, guys. That's all I got for this week. Stay well. Happy training. Until next week.